0: You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Welcome to Locked On Broncos. Great as always to have you along to talk Broncos football. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends of there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I'm Cody Rourke, your host of Lockdown Broncos. As always, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. And make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, not to mention here in video format on YouTube. Locked on Broncos, you get us every single day all throughout the year where you get exclusive in-depth Broncos news analysis and coverage. Every single day on today's episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about Broncos OTAs practice continuing here today. Where the Broncos rank on Pro Football Network's latest power rankings and we get into Mailbag Monday with members all across Broncos country who sent in their questions to Cody at Cody Rourke NFL and they told us their name and where they're from. If you ever want to do that in the future for next week's Mailbag Monday Be sure to send me an email. If you ever want to talk Broncos football with me one-on-one, you could do so there. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get into all the action on today's episode of the show. Starting things off with the power rankings, the latest release from Pro Football Network. Now, being part of Pro Football Network, I was part of this discussion, part of these conversations. There was a collective group of about 10 to 15 of us in a Zoom call Talking about it, debating, going back and forth as to which teams belong where. And the Broncos, they're actually more respected, I think, in this one in comparison to some of the national rankings that you see from the NFL.com, ESPN, and various other media personalities out there. You know, there was much deliberation here, but the Denver Broncos, they come in at number 20 on Pro Football Network's power rankings as it stands today. You could check that article out over there. You can see the analysis, ProFootballNetwork.com. But the discussion here was really interesting. And when you consider some of the teams ahead, I think that there's some room for discussion here as to maybe where the Broncos could be. Broncos come in at 20. The Los Angeles Chargers come in at 19. The Miami Dolphins at 18. And the New England Patriots at 17. I firmly believe, and, and look, where the Broncos actually ranked was not my final opinion. So my my evaluations, my notes, my discussion as to where, where the Broncos should be in comparison to everybody else, That was factored in, but it was a group consensus, and I was not the majority person on that. So I just wanted to let that kind of sink in there. That was how things went when we had that discussion. But I think you could make the argument that the Broncos and the Chargers, in my firm opinion, I think you could put them ahead of the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. So if I had it my way, I would have the Broncos and the Chargers ahead of the Dolphins. I'd have the Dolphins maybe at 20, the Patriots at 19. And then I would have the Broncos at 18. I think that would be a respectable place right now considering what they've done, where they're at as an organization. So this is interesting, though. The Chargers, I, I, the way that I threw it out in terms of my counter for them being at 19 or maybe even ahead of the Broncos, yes, they had a tremendous offseason. They, they added a center that's going to help on the interior. They added Rashawn Slater in the NFL draft to help keep Justin Herbert upright. But they did lose some key guys. Obviously, they lost Pep Hamilton. I think that is a massive a move for Justin Herbert, especially as he enters his second season, that relationship that those two had was really key. That could be, uh, you know, maybe an outlier of Justin Herbert. If he's really as good as he was last year, then we can say, okay, a lot of that was Herbert applying those principles and concepts. But my exercise of caution on the Los Angeles Chargers has a lot to do with Brandon Staley. Yes, he's a phenomenal young coach, a former position coach for the Denver Broncos under Vic Fangio, was coaching outside backers and then he went and took the dc job in los angeles with the rams last year the la rams defense had the number one defense in the national football league last season now he's risen up so quickly from a position coach to a dc from a dc to a head coach and to me i think there's a little bit of speculation there and here's where i want to throw things out there yes brennan staley he operates with a vic fangio style of defense however when I look at the comparison between the Broncos, where Vic Fangio has all that experience adjusting really quickly to offenses in the National Football League, especially some of the high-scoring offenses, he's done a really good job of being able to put game plans together to help counteract that. And if he ever needs to defer anybody, he's deferring to Ed Donatell, Brandon Staley, yes, he's going to run the defense in Los Angeles. However, he's going to be deferring to Ronaldo Hill, who was a Defensive backs coach with the Broncos last year. So I I think that the Broncos had the advantage in terms of experience there. Yes, they're getting Derwin James back healthy. I think that obviously factors into it. Chris Harris Jr. is back with them this upcoming season. Herbert's returning. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. So maybe based on the strength of what they have offensively, maybe that's why they're ahead of the Broncos. I can see that. But the Broncos, they got better on the defensive side of the ball too. The Dolphins, yes, they added Jalen Waddle at the wide receiver position. I think that's a great move there. Uh, But outside of that, there's some question marks still around Tua and whether or not he's going to be the guy, whether or not the Brian Floor is going to give him a full season. The Patriots, yes, they brought Cam Newton back, but they lost Julian Edelman. I just don't know at this point in time, yes, they're getting guys back from opt-outs. I don't know if the Patriots right now are better than the Broncos. I think the Broncos are better. I'm eager for your thoughts on the subject matter at hand. Broncos country, let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube or on Twitter at Cody Rook and Avail, at Lockdown Broncos. But the Broncos come in at number 20 here so far in the offseason power rankings at Pro Football Network. I'm going to be involved in a lot of these discussions in our future power rankings projections, and I'll be sure to factor in my input as to what's going on with the team because I cover the team every single day here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But Broncos country, eager for your thoughts as always. Do you believe that the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Patriots should be ranked higher than the Denver Broncos? Let me know once again. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our discussion regarding the Broncos returning to practice. This is a big week. It's the start of something as 11-on-11 work begins what does this mean for the quarterback competition does it actually start going under the microscope a little bit more this upcoming week we break it down we discuss it coming up here in just a moment but before we do that folks I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there. BetOnline.ag and BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, you can track all the action at BetOnline. And you get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. When the NFL season rolls around, you're going to get that coverage There, too, at BetOnline. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs inside the playoffs towards a championship. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Practice continues this week for the Denver Broncos as they enter the final week of OTA's organized team activities. There's going to be several processes that will be implemented this week ahead of next week's mandatory minicamp. They're going to put the team on track, ready to kick things off in training camp next month, July 27th, at the UCL Training Center in Inglewood, Colorado. But Broncos fans, getting into some of the subject points of this week's practice, we will hear today from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio as they get things going, they're going to add some things. And one of the things we've been made aware of is throughout the last couple of weeks, the Broncos, they've been adding in different coverages. They've been adding in parts of their scheme and doing the install. Now, usually how practice works out for the Broncos, they will begin by doing position drills. So the DBs will go to the DB coach, linebackers will go to the linebacker coach, vice versa. And what we've been seeing in seven-on-seven seven, defensive line, they've been doing positional work pretty much all throughout the OTA period. Now the defensive line, the offensive linemen, they're going to be added into the mix a little bit with what the Broncos are doing with the introduction of 11-on-11. 11 11. Vic said it last week, the team is going to transition to this period. Now there's several things we're going to keep our eye on this week as the Broncos get to that point, leading into a mandatory minicamp next week where things are going to ramp up a little bit more. But I think it's safe to say that we can look at the quarterback competition right now and say maybe the evaluation process between how these players do begins this week. You don't really get too much of an evaluation factor in seven-on-seven seven because it's really you're just throwing against air. You're throwing to your offensive guys. Yes, you're going to have defensive guys in coverage, but there's no physical contact. There's no pass rush. There's no offensive line protection, and there's also no pass protection from your running backs. And they're often at times you're not checking it down in seven seven-on-seven. You're throwing whatever route is out there. Yes, we can see some interceptions happening in seven-on-seven. Seven. We can see some touchdown throws being happening from Teddy Bridgewater to Jerry Judy last week. That's going to happen, but this week, it's going to be a little interesting because the Broncos, they also have to take the necessary measures to protect players, and this is also a big topic of discussion with the NFL and the NFL is ongoing back and forth between what the expectation should be in regards to player safety during a time like this, especially when there is no pads. Players are going to be in helmets, jerseys, and shorts. With the introduction to the offensive line and defensive line into some of these team periods of 7-on-7, seven seven, you're not going to see them, Nine on seven, you're going to add a couple of aspects into it on the offensive side of the ball. But when you do 11 on 11, you're adding in your whole entire offensive line, your whole entire defensive line. The offensive linemen, they're going to be holding bags. More than likely, the defensive linemen, their main job at this point is to strike the bags. Nothing else. You're not actually going to try to get on the inside. It's just going to be contact simulation. You're not going to really do the full thing. Now, for the quarterbacks, and this is where the offense comes in, the defense comes in. This is where the offense coordinator Pat Shermer, quarterback coach Mike Shula, they're going to evaluate what their what their quarterbacks are doing, what the wide receivers doing, tight ends, so on and so forth, against more added guys. Because for the defensive line, one thing you can do. As you're striking the back, you can get your hands up. We've seen Shelby Harris deflect a lot of passes in his time on the field for the Broncos. So it's going to be much more complex for the quarterbacks this week as there's actually going to be some distractions and you're going to be able to see if they can make certain throws. Now, one thing you do want to avoid during this portion of 11-on-11, no contact, collisions. Yes, your wide receivers are going to be running their routes. Defensive backs are going to be covering. They're going to be dropping back in their backpedal. Linebackers are dropping to the spot, whether it be zone or man. And you're going to have these opportunities where you're going to throw a football into a tight window. The goal is that there's not going to be contact. If the DB can make a play on the ball, that's great. But if not, the wide receiver is going to catch it, and we have what happens, what we call in the coaching world, run-bys or run-throughs. You're not going to touch the player. That's one thing you don't want to do. No contact at all. Literally means not even two-hand touch most of the time because you could bang knees with somebody and it could lead to an injury. So the Broncos, they're going to have to take every necessary precaution to prevent that. So if a wide receiver, if Corlin Sutton's running a dig route and he catches it, Let him catch it, and he's going to run by. If you can make a play on the ball as a DB, you can intercept it. Obviously, do that. But you're not going to be contacted in any way, shape, or form. It reduces injury, but it allows you to also play at full speed. So you can see it from both ways. Training camp, though, is when things are going to ramp up when it comes to contact. Maybe even mini camp next week when it's mandatory. We'll see players like Kyle Fuller and Melvin Gordon, both players, expected to show up. Bobby Massey as well we don't know if Massey will be there today but we're going to hear from Vic Fangio as he meets with the media today following practice and we're going to hear from several players throughout this week Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday the Broncos they'll have Wednesday off in terms of no practice they'll obviously be lifting doing strength and conditioning stuff and then they close out OTAs on Thursday and Friday and then they have until the 15th in order to be able to get things ready for mandatory minicamp but you know, the thing I'm looking at here with, with the Broncos this week, Drew Lock, Teddy Bridgewater, the focus is going to be on the quarterback competition. And rightfully so at this point in time, you're not going to have pads. As I mentioned, your running backs aren't going to be able to run between the tackles. I mean, they can, but there's, like I said, no contact. So if you're going to create a hole, you're using a bag to open up a hole and the running back's going to run through there. There's not going to be anybody coming up to touch him. You run into a lot of risks when you do that. So, Javante Williams will more than likely this week get a majority of the primary reps alongside Royce Freeman and Mike Boone. You might see a combination of players rotating in in OTA practice this week as the team does introduce the 11 on 11 aspect. Next week, we'll see Melvin Gordon. How will that play out? I mean, we know that historically the Broncos coaching staff under Vic Fangio, they've rotated various guys. And whether you're a seventh round draft pick, an undrafted rookie free agent, Vic will throw some of these guys in with the first team defense, the first team offense, just to be able to see if they can play against NFL level competition, if they are really ready for it. And that's how you get a little bit of an idea, maybe going into training camp as to who might be one of those undrafted gems that you might have your eye on that could make the team. Obviously, you know, Bradley Chubb this week, as well as he still recovers from that surgery that he had on his ankle, he's expected to be fully ready for July 27th training camp kickoff as the NFL, every team. It's a universal reporting date for the national football league. Obviously the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys are going to report earlier due to the hall of fame game, but things are ramping up Broncos country. We are literally one step closer. As I mentioned this week, last week, OTAs next week, mandatory minicamp, the Broncos will have some time off in between then. Then they will report on July 27th. Then everything gets real. We have preseason action and then we have the regular season and you could get extended continuous coverage here of the lockdown broncos podcast by yours truly but broncos country coming up here in just a moment we're going to get into our mailbag monday with avid listeners all across broncos country who sent in their emails to cody at codywork with their questions that they had pertaining to the denver broncos we're going to answer those questions coming up here in just a moment but before we do that i have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show That's our good friends over there, Bilt Bar and rockauto.com. And Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market that features nine delicious flavors, including the limited time occasional flavor, Like they had grasshopper cookie, which was a combination of mint and chocolate fudge combined into a cookie scheme there. Built Bars, they're very tasty. Their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. You can put them in the freezer for an hour or a fridge, and you get a little bit of an extra bite. It's almost like a blizzard. I love it, and that's what I do with Built Bar. My go-to every single day is peanut butter brownie. I also like the salted caramel and the double chocolate. And I've had listeners of the show Email me or tweet me that they love the box of Bilt Bar that they got. Not to mention how great Bilt Bars tastes. They're also healthy for you as well. They contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. And I want you to try Bilt Bar today by going to BiltBar.com using promo code lock 15 And you're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Com. And our good friends over there, rockauto.com, a family-owned business has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, folks. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Today, you can look at their exclusive catalog, which is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, where you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model, Brands, specifications, and you get to choose the prices that you prefer. That's one reason I rock with rockauto.com. They have everything you could be looking for, whether an engine control module, brake part, tail lamp. I just ordered some brand new floor mats for my vehicle and I used rockauto.com, folks. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do it yourself. First. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you could go to rockauto.com today? And when you do that, be sure to write lockdown broncos in there. How did you hear about us? box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com and broncos country as we get into the fourth quarter action of today's episode lockdown broncos just a reminder that denver nuggets have advanced to round two of the nba playoffs and that means that you need to be checking out the locked on nuggets podcast hosted by adam Matez and matt moore they do a great job of bringing you all the pick and roll action as it pertains to the Denver Nuggets. Can Nikola Jokic maybe get some help back with Will Barton, P.J. Dozier in the second round against a very tough Phoenix Suns squad? Check out Locked On Nuggets for more information today is the Denver Nuggets, they will play Phoenix tonight. So be sure to check that out. Check out all the recap Locked On Nuggets. But getting into Mailbag Monday, Broncos country, fans can reach me via email by sending it to cody at codyworknfl.com if you ever have a broncos question you want answered be sure to send it to me there i'll be happy to answer it but starting things off with chris from casper wyoming he asked me hey cody have we heard anything from justin sternid at otas i've heard quite a bit there chris and thank you for your question Uh, as it pertains to justin sternid Right now behind Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, Justin Sternad is chomping at the bit. And Josie Jewell, he'll have some competition from Sternad, but Sternit is expected to be used in some of the Broncos packages, whether it be the nickel or the dime this year. Because of his length, he's leaned up a little bit, too, from the sound of it at camp, but he looks faster. Now, last year, we didn't get to see much of him outside of training camp where he suffered a little bit of a dislocation in his wrist. They reset it, and they had to get surgery so there there was no nerve damage. But like what we heard from his defensive coordinator, Lyle Hemphill, at Wake Forest – when Justin Stern had suffered an injury during his senior year. After his injury, he went through and he was in every position meeting, every team meeting. He was at every practice and he was taking notes and preparing as if he was going to play. And after he was drafted, Lyle Hemphill of Wake Forest told me that Justin Stern will learn every ounce of the defense so that he can be a better football player. Now he can line guys up as well. Oftentimes you see these inside backers that tend to be these captain-like players that can get the call, that can get everybody lined up. We know Justin. Simmons has that ability to him, but Justin Stern has the capability of being able to do that. He's been sitting in the meeting rooms. He's been at every position meeting, team meeting last year, throughout the season with Reggie Herring, the position coach. And so, more than likely, I imagine he knows the defense a lot more now. It's about getting on the field, carrying those reps over, and he's getting those reps. So, he and Josie Jewell are you got to keep an eye on them in terms of ongoing competition throughout training camp in the preseason. But, super excited for Justin Sterned at this point to be able to see what he can do for the Broncos. But the reports that I've heard so far from him are very good coming out of OTAs. So thank you, Chris, for your question. James from Aspen, Colorado says, were the Broncos interested at all in trading for Julio Jones? I don't believe so. I mean, not to my knowledge. I don't think that they were, obviously we now know that Julio Jones is a Tennessee Titan. So now he's in the AFC. There might be a chance that the Broncos if the Titans, they get to the playoffs there may be a chance that those two teams play each other. So Julio Jones, a great addition for Tennessee, but to my knowledge, I don't think that it would have made sense for the Broncos to go out and even make a push to try to trade for Julio Jones. Why Corlin Sutton? Yes, he's coming off of an ACL, but he's a damn good, talented player. And he looks to be fine. in, in OTAs in camp. I mean, he's running routes. He's looking really good so far. So, He's expected to be that focal guy wide receiver one for Denver this year. Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Handler. Denver has so much depth at wide receiver right now, especially with some very promising young players that do have talent. It wouldn't make much sense to have Julio Jones added to the mix. And I don't think that the Broncos wanted to part ways with a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick just to get Julio. Um, so you knew, all things considered, no, the Broncos weren't interested and weren't in on Julio Jones in any of the trade discussions. And our final question on today's Mailbag Monday episode, Lockdown Broncos comes from Tanner in Longmont, Colorado. He says, who is one player that Broncos fans are sleeping on this off season? Well, you know, you've heard me say Michael Ogimudi. We talked about it last week. Not a lot of people were talking about Michael Ogimudi, who's learning the nickel. He's learning the dime. I've had several players Tell me how good he's looked and how smart he is. He knows the playbook. Ronald Darby said that he's really helped him learn the playbook as well for a young guy. So don't discount Michael as you media. But if I'm going to go with an offensive player, I'm going to say Tyree Cleveland. Yes, a seventh round pick. It's not much of a surprise. I don't necessarily believe that Broncos fans are sleeping in terms of not really thinking about the value he could provide, but in terms of just looking at where he was at last year, I mean, for him to be a seventh-round pick and and one of the final picks as is as a seventh-rounder last year For him to be able to come up and and have that type of impact in his rookie season, he outshined, I think, everybody's expectations of him. He was a key special teams contributor. That is expected to continue this year for Tyree Cleveland. But with Deshaun Hamilton now out of the mix for the Denver Broncos, Tyree has an opportunity to really crack the rotation with wide receiver coach Zach Azani. And I think a lot of it's going to be based on Tyree's blocking ability. We know that he can make catches. We know that he can make plays with the ball in his hands but now it's about improving as a blocker. You always have room to grow. So for me, Tyree Cleveland is probably going to be the one player that not a lot of people are talking too much about. And rightfully so when you factor in Corland, Jerry, KJ, and Tim Patrick, not too many people are going to be thinking about Tyree Cleveland. But if you hear me talking about it here, you're not going to be surprised when it happens during preseason, when it happens during the regular season. Keep an eye on Tyree Cleveland. He's going to be my choice for uh, which player I think that Broncos fans might not be paying too much attention to this offseason. But with that said, Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for your mailbag questions. Just a reminder, if you ever want to send your Broncos questions in you want to talk with me one-on-one, Cody at Cody Rourke NFL is my email. You can get a hold of me there. You can get a hold of me at Cody Rourke NFL on Twitter. And don't forget to follow the podcast handle at Lockdown Broncos. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button here on the YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcasting platform. If you have not done so, Already, Lockdown Broncos is your daily Denver Broncos podcast that covers all the news, coverage, and analysis, game breakdowns on the team that you root for on Sundays. I'm Cody Roark, host of the show, and I'm looking forward to speaking with all of you tomorrow as we talk about which Broncos, offensive players, defensive players, and coaches have the most to prove this upcoming season. We break it down on tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos, on your favorite podcast provider. We'll see you then.